Does it sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee woo wee woo. And the average everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Welcome back. Happy Monday to Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. Well, I'm going to take a break from talking about election fraud. Oh. I might not, actually. I might talk about it later on in the show. But right now, we're going to talk about something that I think is, it should scare every one of you. So, there's a baby, Cyrus Anderson. In March, um, Cyrus was stolen from the arms of his mother by police officers at the Meridian Police Department for what appeared to be simple lies. This all started, and, and I'm going to let, and by the way, there's a gag order in place to, to stop the parents from talking about their child, 10-month-old child, getting, getting stolen by CPS, Child Protective Services. And um, so they can't talk to us. They were literally put in a, in a place where they could not have a conversation in what could only be considered one of the most communist place, places in our country. Um, but that the gag order did not, did not uh, extend to... The grandfather. So this morning, the first half of the show, we're going to be talking to Diego Rodriguez. It's going to talk about his grandson and um, what they're doing to, uh, I mean, Cyrus is back with his family, I think. We're going to find out right now. Let's go ahead and bring Diego on right now. Diego, welcome to the show. Thank you, Thank you again for having us, Joe. It's uh, definitely a pleasure to be here with you guys to get the word out about what's going on in America. So... We were on a call this morning, and they go, hey, so here's the story that we're doing this morning. And I went, wait, what? I'm a father. I have two kids. It, it, it'd be, and the things that race through your mind are, because it's got to be more to it, it's got to be more to it. So I started doing some research, and there really isn't any more to it. No. So what you just said is exactly exactly the truth. You said there's got to be more to it. There's got to be more to it. This is what we all think. This is what we all assume. And I'm only four and a half weeks into this because this just happened, you know, uh, about a, you know, just a little over a month ago. And I've been drinking from a fire hose in terms of information, in terms of what we've learned, because we all assume this huge lie that CPS is exactly what it claims to be, child protective services. It exists for the purpose of protecting children. That's what we all think. And this is a huge lie and a huge myth that everybody is operating under. And therefore, when we hear that a child is taken, we have to assume, well, the parents were drug addicts. Well, they were being abused. Well, there's something to it. The idea that a completely innocent family could have their child kidnapped by the government at the point of a gun is so foreign to us, we don't want to believe it. But what I found out is that's the vast majority of the time, statistically, according to their own statistics, which we know are slanted in their favor, in their own statistics, uh, Joe, over 83% of the time, 
CPS kidnaps children on false allegations. That's their own statistics. So, and these allegations did not come from a family member. It didn't come from a neighbor. It didn't come from any of those things. Tell, tell us a little bit of the backstory, because I think this is important, because this, this just shows you just the, the, the bias towards people in this country and the weaponization of, of even... Go ahead. It's too, it's too hard to believe. It, it is 100% what you just said. It's the weaponization of another one of our government services, and it's the weaponization of CPS against parents. And so the idea that children are only taken when they're either being physically harmed or they're under threat or something like that is what we all assume. We assume that's the case. But the reality is children are kidnapped. And I use that term on purpose because that's the correct term. They are kidnapped from their families and literally trafficked. This is child trafficking. And I'll explain why I say that here in just a second. And there's no other thing to call it once you know the details. Uh, but for every reason imaginable and reasons that you can't even imagine. I'll give you an, ex an example of a list of some of the things that children have been taken for, and then I'll tell you why baby Cyrus, my grandson, was taken. And again, I've just been studying this and doing nothing but this for the last four and a half weeks, and so it's like drinking from a fire hose. But here are some examples. Uh, Joe, if you have kids and somebody calls, anybody could call, your neighbor, you know, somebody who's listening. It's like swatting. I know you know what swatting is. Anybody oh, could yeah. swat you at any moment because they don't like you. Well, someone could call you up and say, ah, Joe is abusing his kids. And just with that simple phone call, an anonymous phone call from somebody from China or Russia or across the street, it doesn't matter. The CPS uh, will show up, CPS and police officers will show up to your door, knock on your door, and either you let them in or you don't. If you don't let them in, then they assume, oh, something's wrong. You got something to hide. Let's go get a warrant. And they could bust your door down. And once they come into your house, they're going to look around and they're gonna say, oh, hey, look, the dishes weren't done taking the kids. The laundry's not folded. We're taking the kids. Oh, the parents uh, had an argument last night. We're taking the kids away. These are all reasons they take the, kid, the kids away, including there's crayon markings on the wall. The parents make their kids do chores. They're not vaccinated. The children aren't, don't have their uh, normal vaccinations. They're Christians. They're right-wing conservatives. They go to church too much. Um, all these things are reasons why they take children away. In our case, baby Cyrus was taken away because according to government charts, what they say is how, how things so, are supposed to be. Baby Cyrus didn't weigh enough, and he had lost weight um, from one hospital visit to another weigh-in checkup because he had been vomiting. He was having some episodes of vomiting, which children do. If you got children, yeah. I'm sure they vomited before. And if you weigh them between before the vomiting and after the vomiting, guess what? They've lost weight. In Cyrus's case, he lost 35 grams. That's 1.23 ounces. And because my daughter canceled her uh, wait, weight. Wait a minute. One point. Two, three ounces. What? So they called CPS on 1.23 ounces. That's right. 35 grams exactly is what it says in the, in the police report. So, so we have pictures of the family. Can we, can we put up pictures of your, of your grandson? Sure, can please I, do. Is this your daughter or your son? That's my daughter, uh, Marissa, okay. and my son-in-law, Levi. And there's baby Cyrus. Wow, he looks adorable. He looks he adorable. He's a cute little guy. He wins everybody's hearts over, that's for sure. So here's another picture of them. He looks like he's having a little good time there. And he does <laughs> yeah. not look like he's malnourished. Uh, no, he, he definitely did. Now, what happened was when he was about seven months old, he, they, you know, my daughter, they're very natural, naturally minded. 
I have five children. They were all homeschooled. My son-in-law, he comes oh. from a homeschool family of 11 children. So they're very you know, naturally minded in terms of how they eat, how they live, et cetera. So her idea was to breastfeed her, her baby as much as she could. So she breastfed him all the way up to seven months and then started introducing solid foods. When she introduced solid foods, apparently his, his digestive system didn't take to it, to it very well and he started throwing up. So he started throwing up. After a few days, he got better and everything was fine. They just assumed it was a bug of some sort like we all do when our kids get sick. Uh, right. But then it happened again. Happened again, he started throwing up again. And so he went through a cycle where he would have like three or four days of throwing up and then, you know, five to seven days of being better and then three to four days of being sick. And this cycle continued. So Marissa and Levi just kept taking him to doctors and specialists and clinics and everything you can think of trying to figure out why he keeps going through this cycle. And this went on for a little over two months they, and it was, you know, very wearisome on them. Levi is a small business owner, so he's private pay. He doesn't have medical insurance to do it, but he took time out of his life, out of his day. Uh, out of his, his bank account to do everything like any normal good parent would do to take care of their baby. And in the process, they went to uh, one clinic. In this clinic, there was a nurse practitioner there. It's called Functional Medicine of Idaho. And she wanted them to go to St. Luke's Hospital, which is the big, you know, government subsidized allopathic hospital here in Boise, Idaho, where we live. And, you know, Boise or St. Luke's Hospital is well known for being the place where people go to die. This is where they kill people. This is where they kill people on ventilators. This is where, you know, they have all types of medical malpractice. It's just, it's a typical government subsidized giant allopathic hospital that anybody with a brain stays away from. So my kids did not want to go there for all the obvious reasons. Uh, but this nurse told them, well, I need you to go there because I want baby Cyrus to be 100% fully rehydrated after a vomiting episode, you know, they could be a little bit dehydrated. you got to get them Pedialyte and get them, you know, rehydrated again. Right. She didn't want to wait for him to take Pedialyte. She wanted him to be rehydrated with an IV. Well, according to her, St. Luke's Hospital is the only place that could, um, that could put an IV in an infant. So reluctantly, they went there under the understanding or with the understanding that they'd be back in a couple of hours. They were just going to get the IV, get baby Cyrus rehydrated and go back to the clinic. And that would be that. Well, sure enough, you know, these big hospitals being like they are, they get them there. They don't want them to leave. So you have to stay here. We need to keep you overnight. We need to run a bunch of tests on baby Cyrus. They scare you half to death with everything imaginable. They, they know the whole process. You know, it's a bunch of scare tactics, but it's their 10 month old baby. He's sick. He's throwing up. So they said, all right, we'll stay overnight. So they stayed overnight to great expenses. You know how expensive hospitals can be. Very. And in the morning, they ran every test imaginable, you know, lab tests, blood tests, urine tests, everything you can think of, and then some. And they all came back fine. They couldn't find anything wrong with baby Cyrus. According to all their tests, he's perfectly healthy. That doesn't mean that he was perfectly healthy because he was still throwing up, but they couldn't figure anything out lab-wise or test-wise. So um, uh, Marissa and Levi asked, well, look, he's rehydrated. We got the IV. He's totally healthy according to your tests. Can we go now? And Dr. Natasha Erickson at that point said, no, you absolutely cannot leave. If you do, it's going to be contrary to medical advice and I'll have to call CPS on you. And they were like, what the heck is this about? Uh, however, they had noted the night before when they were doing the intake, when it was noted that baby Cyrus had not yet been vaccinated. And I'm just talking about normal vaccines, not the COVID vaccine. Right. Um, and of course they become very hostile. You know, doctors and particularly in these allopathic hospitals, they have a God complex. They all do. They know everything. You have to do whatever they say. If you don't obey us, they, they're going to come against you and attack you. And that's probably and apparently what happened in this case. Based on her threat, 
they decided to stay an extra night. They went in on Tuesday. The next morning, which was Wednesday again, they asked to leave. Uh, under threat of having CPS call them, they stayed another day. So this is now Thursday. So they stay on Thursday, complied with this tyrannical doctor simply because she threatened to call CPS. And even though they complied, Joe, she called CPS anyway. So CPS visits Marissa in the hospital. And Levi had gone to work that afternoon while she was still there in the hospital with baby Cyrus. And CPS shows up and gives her whole interview, you know, like, um, why are you here? What's wrong with baby Cyrus? What is your family life like? What's your home life? How does your husband treat you? Do you have food? How much money do you make? How come you don't have insurance? I mean, all these intrusive questions because it's what they do. And what we've since learned is that CPS in most of these big hospitals has an office there on site so they can just pick people off and one by one um, send people, you know, to the CPS program and services and kidnap your children. Because what you're going to find here, Joe, is we get down the line really, really quick, and I'll just jump up there right now. There's a reason why this happens, and there's a reason why this whole lie is out there that CPS only exists to protect children. Because this is 100% state-subsidized child trafficking, and here's how you define child trafficking. Child trafficking is kidnapping children for profit. If you kidnap a child and you get money for it, that's the definition of child trafficking, period. It's the end of sentence. So people say, well, well, how is CPS child trafficking? We're protecting children. No, they're not. What people do not understand is that in the late 90s, the Bill and Hillary Clinton administration passed a law called AFSA. And AFSA creates a multi-billion dollar, 60 to $80 billion fund from the federal government to the states. So in my case, I'm in Idaho. I believe you guys are in Colorado. That means when somebody comes... And CPS comes and kidnaps children, in our case, kidnap baby Cyrus. The state of Idaho got paid by the federal government to take baby Cyrus. Once they take baby Cyrus and put him in the hands of a foster family, the state of Idaho gets paid a second time. So there's two payments. Then every single month that they keep baby Cyrus in their system in foster care, they get paid every single month. Now, many people know if you're a foster parent, you will get a payment from the government. What you don't know is the payment that you get from the government is anywhere from 10 to 25% of what the government, the state, your state gets paid for that same child. If, for example, you're getting $1,000 a month for a child you have in foster care, the state's going to get four to $5,000 every month for administration for that same child. What I'm telling you then, what this is, is a fact. This is a simple fact that anybody can look into it and study it for yourself. We are at the federal government level paying states to traffic children, period. It is what is going on and there's no way to sugarcoat it. This is what's going on all across America, meaning the state of Colorado, Joe, has a financial incentive to kidnap your children for any reason imaginable. One call literally does it all. Your kids are gone just like that. And you will spend the next one, two, three, four, five years of your life and $100,000, dollars $400,000 in legal fees, medical fees, logistical fees, all types of fees imaginable. And you still may never get your children back. Okay. So many people are saying this is, this is, this is just unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable that you're going through. It's even more unbelievable that, that there's no due process. There's no due right. process. So consider this. Not only is there no due process, which is a violation of the Fifth Amendment and also the Fourteenth Amendment, there is, you know, is a violation of the Fourth Amendment as well, because you can't take someone's property. Our children are considered our property. You can't just walk in and take someone's property. So they violated the Fourth Amendment as well. 
then they violate the Sixth Amendment because as soon as they take your child in almost all states, the laws are very similar because the laws have to match up to a minimum standard in order to get money from the federal government. So in all, yeah. across all 50 states, they're pretty much all the same. What happens is after your child is kidnapped, you're going to, within 48 hours, have what they call a shelter care hearing, which is kind of like an immediate quick court hearing to determine what happens with that baby. And in every case across America, we've learned it's a rubber stamp process. Boom, 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 boom. Because they need to keep that baby in the system. And no matter what evidence you have, no matter what happens at that shelter care hearing, they're keeping your kid, period, end of sentence. And that, that hearing is 100% secret. You go in there, you're tried, prosecuted, and sentenced, all in secret. And it's not just Marissa and Levi, my son and uh, my daughter and son-in-law. It's all across America. It's the same way. So the Sixth Amendment guarantees us a right to a speedy and public trial. The Seventh Amendment guarantees us a right that in courses, uh, cases of common law, that the right of a jury trial shall yes. be preserved. There is no jury trial, so the Seventh Amendment is violated, and it's all in secret, so the Sixth Amendment is violated. Our constitutional rights in family court across America are 100% irrelevant. They just throw it all away. They just don't care. And here is the, here's the excuse they use to get away with it. They go, oh, it's for the children. We're just protecting the children. No, they're trafficking children. That's what's going on. And we assumed that, well, maybe there's something unique about our case. Maybe this is a political payback. Maybe people don't like me and they're attacking us. And so our case is unique. And I wish that was the case, Joe. I wish that I could say that that was true. Because if that was true, that would mean that what happened to me is rare. Maybe it never happened. What's happened to our family is you know, a one-off occurrence. Well, as we dug into the numbers, and remember, Idaho is one of the smallest states population-wise in the country. We're incredibly small. There's more people in, in the Denver metro area than the entire state of Idaho. So, you know, we have a very small population state. And in my state of Idaho, this happens four times a day, every single day. Every day in Idaho, four children are kidnapped from their parents. And according to the statistics that they use that are in their favor, 83% of the time, they're for completely unfounded allegations, totally unsubstantiated, and they're innocent children and innocent families. So, you know, I want to talk about political retribution. Are you, you know, are you uh, with BLM? Or are you? <laughs> ha! Yeah, that'll be something. That'd be I had to, I had to I lighten it up just a little if, bit. If I, if I was if I was in BLM, they would be taking other. They'd be taking your kids and giving them to me so I could raise yeah. them as a bunch of. Yeah, leftists. yeah. That's what they would be doing. And in so fact, you're a Christian conservative. So I'm a right-wing Christian conservative. I was a pastor of a Pentecostal church for 10 years. We have a political action committee in the state of Idaho that is well known for being in opposition to our leftist rhino, um, you know, a governor who has locked down our state, who's acted completely leftist, who supports uh, you know, BLM and all types of leftist antics and nonsense, who are uh, all the crap that's gone on in America is what our, our state rhinos all support and we've been the most vocal opposition to them not alone but we've been a part of the most vocal opposition to you know leftist uh statist communistic socialistic policies by our our legislators and by the executive branch in idaho for the last two years so i am a very visible political opponent to the governor specifically and the entire host of them however as much as i'd love to I, say that this i wouldn't know anything about that <laughs> yeah, I understand that you're you're in the same boat where you're at. And so, you know, we're oh, yeah. we're cut from the same cloth, my brother. But as much as I'd love to say 
that, you know, Brad Little, who is our governor over here, who, you know, we published the website, bradlittleisadisgrace.com, just so you can kind of imagine where the, 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 the opposition is here. As much as I'd like to blame it all on him, it's not his fault. He didn't cause this. First, he didn't cause my, my, my grandson to start vomiting. He didn't create, um, you know, the, the system that exists in our hospitals. These are things that have been going on for decades. CPS yeah. started in the 70s, and then really it, it, it got to where it is today in the 90s. So if you go back to the 70s, CPS was created by an act that happened back then, but the states had to pay for it. There wasn't all this funding available for it like there is now. It just gave the CPS the power to take children away from abusive families. And even then, I think that was wrong because it was not necessary. And the reason why I say it's not necessary is simple because there's already laws in the books that prevent anybody from being abused, attacked, assaulted, raped, any of those things. So you don't need additional laws to give increasing amounts of power to bureaucracies, right? Because we already have laws on the books that protect people from attack, assault, or rape, or whatever. But CPS gave that power back in the 70s. It wasn't until Bill and Hillary Clinton started financially incentivizing the states to kidnap that we have what we have here today. So I said, I'll say this, the political retribution angle is an interesting one. And it sure is possible that once the police got involved and they said, oh, it's us, perhaps they uh, uh, treated us more harshly. And, and that's one of the reasons why this all went viral and it's became an, a nationwide story is that my daughter had enough sense to live stream the entire kidnapping on Facebook. So uh, you can go onto our website and people can watch the video. There's multiple videos, full length, unedited ones, but we have the truncated eight minute version that just shows people really quick how my, you know, my, my two daughters were in the truck together with my son-in-law. They ripped my first daughter out of the truck, pulling her out of the truck, falsely accused her. This is not the baby's mom. They falsely accuse her of felony injury to a child. She says, felony injury to a child, that's not my child. And they say, well, now you're under arrest for falsifying information to an officer. And then they mock her and say, well, if that's not your child, then you don't need to be going into handcuffs. All of this is all recorded. You can watch the video for yourself. You can pull do, it up right now. Do we now have some of the video that we can play, Mr. Producer? If, if you watch it, it will absolutely drive you insane. And this is what's gone viral across the country and has people up in arms. And uh, so we, we find ourselves good. up in arms a lot because the radical left and the rhinos, I'll say the rhinos because they are literally the wolf, the, the proverbial wolf. Uh, wolf in sheep's clothing. They are the left. Yep. Right? They're the left. Period. It doesn't matter if they're Republican or, or Democrat. The left is an ideology, and both parties espouse it. All right, I got to do a. I got to do a quick ad read for our sponsors. Diego, hang tight okay. for a second. Today's podcast is again sponsored by Air Med Care Network. Do you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road? If you like to hike or spend time on the road, we're outdoors a lot. Health insurance won't always cover the cost of emergency medical flight. You hope it never happens to you. God forbid it happen. But if it does, and something does happen, with Air Medicare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. And if you use the promo code daily, if you go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily, you'll receive up to a $50 e-gift card when you sign up today. I've been a member since the beginning. I do want to tell you that uh, do not get the the Amazon gift card. We do not do business with Amazon over here at Conservative Daily, but they will give you as much as a $50 e-gift card when you sign up today using promo code daily at airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily. All right. So, Mr. Producer, did we grab that video by chance? Okay. I'm looking for it. I, I think that the, I, I think the, the thing that blows my mind the most 
and, and I, I want to go back to it because I think it's the most important place to focus is the due process. That's right. Like there's no, there's no due process. There should be a there's standardized due process. Here's the process. It's the same due process that happens with swatting, right? It's an anonymous phone call. That's it. That's all it takes. There's no due process. There's no looking into any history. There's no checking. There's no evaluations. There's nothing. It's just, hey, we got a phone call and we're incentivized financially to take your kids. So we're going to do it. And here's the thing, Joe. We're not talking about a thousand here and a thousand there. We are talking about a multi-billion dollar national industry. It's a, it's a national child trafficking industry that funds literally politicians, hospitals, police get their hands in the cookie jar. Uh, the judges, the entire judicial system, the, the judge who rules over your case is getting paid from CPS to rule over that case at the moment she's doing it. And in my case, I say she because it was Judge Lori Fortier here, who's a magistrate judge in Ada County where we live. And here's what I found out, because, you know, they break the laws and they don't care about the laws, but they always have some technical way of getting around it. So the question is, how can they just put a gag order on Marissa and Levi? How can they make it a private and secret um, court trial. How can there be no jury? Those are constitutional rights. Right. You can't just do that. Well, here's how they do it. Because they always break the rules and break the orders some way with an excuse, with a technicality. Here's the technicality. Behind closed doors and behind the scenes, family court is actually a private corporation. It's not civil court. It's not criminal court. Family court is a private corporation. A civil court and criminal court those are part of the uh, county government. The county government runs that. However, family court is a private corporation, and it's the court system that makes the most money across America. So Judge Lori Fortier, when she's doing whatever other, uh, you know, she's, she's passing some judgment or ruling on a traffic violation or whatever other crap, well, that'd be traffic court, whatever. Well, whatever else she does as a magistrate judge, she's working for Ada County as a government official. However, when she one, two, three times a week or how often or maybe once a day, it depends. Whenever she's in family court, working for family court, she is no longer working for the county of Ada. She is now working for the private corporation that is funded by Child Protective Services. And as a private corporation, she's acting under the color of law to pass judgment in secret upon this family because it's no longer public. It's private, just like you and me going to arbitration, right? So you and I go to arbitration. It doesn't have to be public. We can sue one another or we can have a, a, a contract contractual dispute. And this is the way they get around it. So think about how disgusting this is. We literally have judges who otherwise work for the county in an hour in that moment in which they are acting under color of law, wearing their black robe and acting as a judge, who are actually in that moment now transferred from being working for the county to now I'm working for this private corporation and I am getting paid in order to ensure that the baby that is just kidnapped from you stays within the CPS system. Our whole uh, department and me personally, I get paid for that. This is corruption to the hilt. And as much as I could be complaining that this happened here in Idaho, brother, we found out this is status quo across America. It happens everywhere in the county where you live in, everywhere across America. This is how CPS operates. So I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm trying to process the fact that it's a private corporation. And I just told my, uh, one of the researchers, make sure you do some research on this so I can understand you know, yep. what the, what the structure is. 
it's, so what's, it's what's absolutely next? insane. When I found out about that, I absolutely, my head exploded. This is, I couldn't believe it. So, so, so here's, she can't, here's they can't, if, they, if, if it's a private corporation and a private deal, then why did, can she be subject to a, a gag order? Because gag orders are not, you can't privately hold people um, under the auspice of. A, a, so, explain, a, so explain January 6th. Oh, I, trust me. You're, you're, we're, we're having the conversation right now. I'm yep. telling you. I can, it's, it's the same thing. It, all that's illegal, right? What they're doing to all these people January 6th, how there's, there's no due process. There's, I mean, all their rights have been set aside. This is the America we live in today. No, period. it's not. It's, the, it's only the America we live in if we accept it as the America we live that's in. That's right. Right? And, and, I, right. and I have to tell You're you, more and more right. people are waking up to the, re, the, to the realization that we can get out there and punch a communist in the face, right? And when I, when I, when so I, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because I'm going to tell you why we have baby Cyrus back and I'm going to tell you why 99% of people don't get their children back. Um, and if they do get their children back, they get their child after a year, two years, three years, and after they spent two, three, four hundred thousand dollars that they've mortgaged their homes, they've spent their life savings. I mean, it's incredibly costly once this happens. Most families crumble under the financial burden of having your child kidnapped. Because just imagine, imagine today, Joe, either your, one of your children or, or grandchildren was kidnapped by CPS. Can you go to work the next day? You just gonna go back to work the next day and say, "All right, let's see, let's talk about the news today." I mean, people, you can't go to work, you can't function. Your whole life is dedicated. Oh, to let me tell you something. Fight, fight. They, they, they've never seen they've never seen a line as big as me when it comes to somebody taking my child or grandchild. I believe they've, you. they've never seen it. So, so what happened in our case is uh, the day after this was a, a Friday night that they kidnapped baby Cyrus. The next day, this all went viral. We have a visible presence here in Idaho, and uh, Ammon Bundy, who I'm sure you've heard before, is a good oh, friend of great our family. guy. I talked to him a couple months ago. Great guy, and he's a close friend of our family. And when they arrested my two daughters, so first they arrested my first daughter I was telling you about there earlier, um, and then after they ripped baby Cyrus after uh, out of his mother's arms, my daughter Marissa, they then handcuffed her, molested her and groped her once she's in handcuffs, then they put her hand up her, up her shirt and put her hand down her pants and around her waist and, you know, felt up her whole body and groped her completely. It's all on film, by the way. It's not me just saying this. You can watch it as part of the eight-minute clip. All in the name of we got to check her for her weapons. But they had already patted her down for weapons. This is just a pervert with a badge who is a beautiful young lady in handcuffs and took the opportunity to molest her and grope her. And you can watch the video yourself. It's that disgusting. They then hauled her off to jail, hauled my other daughter off to jail. So I drove down to the to the county jail to go um, bail my two daughters out of jail. Ammon found out about it. And he drove down to the hospital. When he went down to the hospital, he's running for governor, by the way, here in Idaho. Yeah. So because he's for governor, he's you know a big statewide story and a national and international story when he does things that makes big news. Well, he drove down there and was protesting in front of the hospital at like 3 o'clock in the morning. And he had a bunch of supporters there as well. Not a whole lot, maybe a half a dozen or, or more supporters there who were protesting in front of the hospital, a bunch of police officers out there, and they arrested him on the spot. They arrested him for trespassing without ever trespassing him, meaning to be trespassed, they had, somebody has to tell you, the owner, the business owner has to tell you, hey, get out this property, and if you don't leave, I'm going to trespass you. They have to warn you. They can't, you can't just, a police officer can't walk up and just cuff you, uh, yeah. nor can somebody cuff you without telling you you have to leave. Well, they didn't tell him they had to leave. They just walked up and cuffed him just like that without doing anything else. So that was totally an illegal, uh, totally an illegal arrest. But nevertheless, that's what happened. So what happened the next morning was statewide news and national news. Ammon Bundy gets arrested. 
Ammon Bundy gets arrested, goes nationwide. And then, of course, it makes the story of Baby Cyrus nationwide because why did he get arrested? He went down there to protest this. So the next morning, everybody wakes up. The People's Rights Network, which is a network of people who uh, uh, you probably heard of that as well. Yeah, the I network have. that started that People's Rights Network was activated and over 400 people showed up to the hospital the next morning to protest in front of the hospital to give baby Cyrus back. So we were protesting every single day, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I held a press conference every day in front of there. We had people praying. We had people protesting. Uh, we were doing, you know, um, loud press conferences every single day, showing the evidence of how it was all faulty and how it was all flawed. And it was a complete scam from the very get go. And here's the part that people don't like, but I'll just throw it out there and let uh, you guys and your audience just deal with it. Um, but one of the things that was the most effective thing is that members of people's rights or just who are supporters who are there supporting baby Cyrus went to the homes of the police officers who kidnapped baby Cyrus and protested in front of their houses. It was all peaceful. They did not go onto their personal property. Nothing was threatening. It's basically a bunch of old moms and old grandmas and dudes standing outside with signs saying, give back baby Cyrus. Medical kidnapping is not okay. And so what that causes is shame, public shame. These guys are going home after kidnapping children every single day, kissing their wife and kids goodnight and acting like they haven't done anything wrong that day and everything's okay. And for the first time, their neighbors know, their wives know, their children know, dad's a kidnapper. My husband is a child trafficker. We never knew this. And they went door to door to their neighbors, passing out flyers with their pictures saying, your neighbor is a child trafficker. Your, your neighbor kidnaps children. And they went around their neighborhoods and they did lit, lit drops, passing out you know, information to everybody in the neighborhood. And this went on for days and our protesting went on for days. And we had thousands of emails going into the hospital to literally shut down people's operations. They couldn't function. You know, you wake up in the morning to 3000 emails. How can you get work done? There's so many people making phone calls again and again, it shut down the phone lines that they couldn't even uh, function anymore. So they moved baby Cyrus from the hospital to the actual Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. And we moved our protests to the Department of Health and Welfare. And we did the same thing there with emails, same thing with phone calls, same thing with um, protests, same thing with every single day doing our uh, every single day doing our, our press conference. And I let them know, if you want this to end, you want the emails to stop, you want the phone calls to stop, you want the protests to stop, all you got to do is give baby Cyrus back. Otherwise, we will be here every single day, nonstop until baby Cyrus comes back. And seven days later, brother, which is a miracle, if you ask around, nobody gets their kid back. Nobody gets their child back in seven days. But seven days later, they gave baby Cyrus back because they did not bow to the law. We have a whole list on our website of all the statutes, the Idaho state statutes that were broken, in addition to the Idaho Constitution, in addition to the U.S. Constitution. So they didn't bow to the U.S. Constitution, the Idaho Constitution, or Idaho state statutes. They don't care about the law. They don't obey it. They didn't bow to that. They didn't bow to anything that had to do with legal pressure or anything of the sort. All they care about is what you said earlier. You said, this is only the America we have if we accept it. And we didn't accept it in this case. And thank God that there were people who came out to support because 10 emails don't work, but a thousand do. Well, thank five protesters don't work, but hundreds every day do. And we got baby Cyrus back because the people responded. So, so the... You know, uh, there's a lot of people out, people out there that don't have the same, that, that don't have Ammon Bundy's showing up at the hospital, that don't have, you know, the, the right. national coverage. 
and that's and right. I think that and and they don't have the ability to walk out there and say somebody stole my baby, and and You're I think it's important. Right. I think it's important people for people to understand that. This is why I talk about getting in the gap. This is why I talk about standing together as one and creating a groundswell of people. Because those people that lose their children go one of two ways. Hopelessness, where they, their families fall apart, or they go violent. They go right. And, and frankly, right. when, when your child is stolen, I'm, I'm not so sure, and, and this is me being frank, right, and, and, and very authentic, I'm not sure I wouldn't go violent. I, I'm not sure personally that I, that I have the fortitude when someone has stolen my child that I wouldn't lose my mind and take somebody's head off, right? I mean, literally beat the hell out of someone. I'm not sure that I wouldn't do that because I, to, to, I would do anything to protect my children. Anything so to protect my children. So what you just said is so critical because you would do anything to uh, protect your children. And just wait till you have grandchildren, brother. Uh, I don't know what it is about grandchildren, but it's like there's that old joke and the old saying where people say, uh, boy, if I would have known having grandchildren was this much fun, I would have just had them first. You know, there's, you know, corny oh, jokes yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just so real. There's something about that legacy, your posterity, your name. And that, you know, Cyrus is my first grandson. And I love my children. I love all five of my children. But, but baby Cyrus is something so special about him. You would yeah. just do anything for your children and your grandchildren. And everybody I know says the same thing they say you know what my most precious possession is my children there's nothing i care more about than my children but it's humorous to me to hear people say that because you say well what would you do if they came for your guns oh they came for my guns uh, i'd pull them away okay well when they come for your kids well you know there's two sides to every story and you got to be careful yeah. yeah what is that yeah. Yeah. no man my chill i got yeah. plenty of guns i love my guns but i love my kids way more than my guns i mean it's completely insane you got to have some sense of priority here, people. There's nothing more important than our children. And look, if we don't have our children, if the government could at any moment walk in and take your children for any reason, how do we live in a free country? That's not a free country. Well, and I they think don't even that, do that in communist countries. They don't do that in Russia, for crying out loud. Russia is not a communist country. I want to be clear. Russia is not a true. communist nation. They, they call it communist because they accept a communist nation such as Ukraine, but Russia is not a communist nation. Sorry, I had to, I had to clarify that because it's not. No, you're um, right. That's a that's a uh, accurate description and is a good correction. Uh, but even in the old Soviet Union, it didn't happen this way. Right. Uh, you, you know, if someone is abusing, and it's just even how it happened like back in the 70s. We were laughing because, you know, uh, my family is from Mexico. And so you want to know how this happens in Mexico? So there's no CPS down there. If there's somebody beating on their kid, the cops go down there and take the kid away from the dude beating them and give them to grandma and walk away and say, have a nice day. I mean, that's how it works. And even here in Idaho, by the way, we have a, a set of laws as part of our statutes that CPS is supposed to, if they deem it necessary to take a child away from his parents, give it to a family they have member. to first give it to a family member. Number two, close friend. Number three, a close friend who's a registered foster care worker. And then number four, just a stranger who's a foster care. Well, they skipped past one, two, and three and went straight to four. They tried to give the child to foster care, but because Ammon Bundy showed up protesting, they said, oh, it's too dangerous to put the child in foster care, so let's just take him down to the hospital. Which, by the way, was a 100% uh, uh, a tacit admission that baby Cyrus was not in imminent danger. 
if the baby was in imminent danger and about to die, then you got to take him to a hospital. You don't drop him off with the stranger family. Say, hey, this kid's about to die. He needs medical attention. Drop him off with some strangers. That's what we'll do for the night. I mean, it's completely insane. But that's what they had planned to do. It's in the medical reports. We have it all right there. All this was demonstrated and showed in court, by the way. It doesn't matter because the judge gets paid, brother. Well, I'm going to give you the last word. We're out of time, but I want to tell you that um, I'm so so. Baby Cyrus is back. So he's Baby Cyrus back. is back on on May 9th. There's an adjudicatory hearing, so he's back with mom and dad. But he, even though he's back with his mom and dad, it's still with the concept or the idea that uh, Baby Cyrus is still the legal property of the state of Idaho, just temporarily under the care of his parents. Meaning, though, meaning. Idaho is still getting paid every single day that he's part of the system. Well, we on gotta... May 9th, oh, go ahead, brother. No, go ahead. Go ahead. But on May 9th is the adjudicatory hearing where the same exact judge is going to preside over another case where more evidence is presented and an entire court hearing is presented. Um, and then they, she will rule whether the case is dismissed or whether they continue doing what they're doing right now, where he, they're still under, Baby Cyrus is still under the custody of, of the state of Idaho and just under the care of his parents, or they could take baby Cyrus back completely. And so right now we're just working to build that case. Uh, people have donated to a gifts and go so graciously so that we can fight the legal battle and medical expenses that we still have and additional logistical expenses. And so we're so thankful and grateful for everybody helping because if it wasn't for that, you know, our family would have been crushed under the financial weight as well. Uh, but everything right now is gearing up for that date. So here's what we're asking for, and here's the final word. Um, in American history, and we have one of the most beautiful set of history of any country in the world in terms of the glory that we have in our history for liberty, for freedom, for creating the greatest society the world has ever seen. But we also have some very you know, terrible spots in our history as well, uh, you know, from abortion to uh, uh, slavery and the Civil War and, and other things of that nature, racial segregation. Um, in the 50s and 60s. And many of these things are overturned with one test case. And if you take a look at, for example, Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks wasn't the first woman to be oppressed or the first woman no. to suffer racial injustice. But her case was the one that got national attention and rose to national prominence that finally did something about it and turned it around. And this is the way uh, injustices are fixed and changed, is national prominence has to happen in one case. And this case is already getting national prominence. Our prayer to everybody uh, listening and our prayer to God is that if we can all bind together around one case, in this part, in particular case, it's my grandson. So yeah, I'm biased. But what you said earlier, other people don't have our platform and, our, and, and the opportunity to get the story heard. If we can all rally around this one case and make this the Rosa Parks case for child trafficking in America, then we could get a national outcry to stop the federal subsidies going to the states and finally end state subsidized trial trafficking in America forever. Well, I tell you what, can we go ahead and put up the give, send, go, please, Mr. Producer? If you want to go and support um, Baby Cyrus, this is where you can go. You can go to give, send, go. We have it up, Mr. Producer, put it up. We'll put it up here and I will read it here in a second. It is almost up. <laughs> all right we'll, we'll have it here in a second but um we'll also it's in the description below um but it is givesengo.com um i can't read it mr producer it's forward slash baby cyrus 
uh, forward slash baby Cyrus. Forward yep. slash baby Cyrus. That's and people C- can go to our website, which is freedomman.org. Freedom man, two M's there. So freedomman.org. And they can click right there in the baby Cyrus button. Uh, if they want to be a part and they want to send emails and they want to uh, support the whole process. So we go into the adjudicatory hearing. You can subscribe right there to Baby Cyrus updates. And so we can let you know, okay, now we need to make phone calls. Now we need to send emails. Help us uh, fight this battle. And, and we'll let you guys know because we've got two and a half weeks um, before that time comes. And so we're just ramping up this case because two and a half weeks from now, um, they could try to take him again. All right. Well, hey, God bless you. And um, I know many of us will be saying prayers for you and your family. Uh, stay strong. Uh, I would want to connect with you at some point based on some of the other Let's stuff do that it. you're doing. I think there's a FEC United that we're uh, launching in Boise, which you're you're in uh, which part of? Are you in Boise. In Boise. Okay, good. Could yeah. be some great synergies. So God bless you. Diego Rodriguez, grandfather of baby Cyrus. We're with you, brother. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it very much. Lord bless you and your audience. So uh, I got to do a quick ad read, and then we're gonna. I'm gonna get into a couple other things. I want to give you guys some updates on some things. But uh, um, this podcast brought to you by IP Vanish. Uh, tired of feeling someone's always watching on the internet, maybe advertising a little bit too much. IP Vanish helps to you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. When you use IP Vanish on computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick, when you're streaming media. Um, IP Vanish will encrypt all of your data. That means that your private details, password, communications, browser history, and more will be completely shielded from falling to the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtu- virtually, virtually invisible online. Um, yeah, IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan to our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to do. use. All you have to do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. You won't even know what's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take back your privacy with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com daily and use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com daily and offer code daily. You do have to put in the slash daily because when I signed up for it, um, yeah, so I, I keep talking to myself, Mr. Producer, and about this stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'll go check it out, and I check it out, and I'm like, ah, I gotta have it. <laughs> so it's a pretty good program. Um, so everyone, this is where I'm, I'm gonna take a right turn and talk to you about something that I think is important. A lot of things happening over the last couple of days. A lot of things. Um, one of which is the spin that is coming out of Florida. So those of you that don't know, Florida rejected 54 math books, 41% of the books used in math class in Florida were rejected by the Department of Education, 41%. Why? Did you say math? Math. Okay, math. just making sure. Math. Mathematics. Mathematics. Arithmetic. Arithmetic. Because inside of the math books, instead of teaching kids about math, they decided to make it about race. They decided to make it about gender. They decided to make it about teaching kids and, and, and indoctrinating kids. See, do it through the education system. Screw them completely up. I mean, let's just wait. Let's do it all the way from the beginning all the way up. Let's screw those kids up. Because it, it wasn't happening fast enough in the, in the, in the college arena. So they said, ah, oh, we're going to go all the way down to primary education. Um, but these books, th- this is some of the craziest things I've ever seen. Now, you have people that are now turning it and saying that it's DeSantis' turn of classrooms into political battlefields. 
But that's not the case. What he's doing is he's fortifying against these evil swamp creatures and pieces of trash that are trying to indoctrinate and hurt our children. Math is math. Two plus two equals four. It doesn't equal maybe four, or let's round it to five, like they do in Common Core. It's four. And one plus one is two. Not, well, is it two? And that is the type of concepts that they're teaching in math today, is that I will just get close. And the reason why they do that is so that you can justify not being factual. They can, they can stretch and distort the truth if you don't know what true north is. And so in Florida... DeSantis is putting a stop to it. And they wonder why DeSantis is popular across the nation. Guys, listen to me. He's popular across the nation because the nation supports what DeSantis speaks of. And when the polls come out and say, oh, 52% believe this and 48% don't, we're not a divided nation. 70, 80% of this nation does not want math kids in math class being taught critical race theory or gender fluidity. They don't want it. So, Mr. Producer, you put up A9. You're, you're going to love this. Florida rejects 41% of math textbooks for including CRT most aimed at K-5 through students, calling them impermissible. 41% of 132 submitted textbooks. If you go to the next one, I'll read you a little bit about this. Florida Department of Education rejected 41% of mathematic textbooks submitted for use in the state's public school Friday, citing critical race theory and other issues with the text, including gender fluidity. Uh, Republican Governor Ron DeSantis has led a push to reform education standards and practices in the state. Florida called the textbook submissions from publishers in 2021 in accordance with a 2019 executive order from DeSantis aimed at eliminating common core standards in the state. The textbooks reject were impermissible with either Florida's new standards or contained prohibited topics. The 41% rejection rate was the highest in Florida's history. And it seems like some publisher attempted to slap a coat of paint on an old house built on the foundation of Common Core and indoctrinating concepts like race essentialism, especially bizarrely for elementary school students, DeSantis said in a statement accompanied by the announcement. I'm grateful the commissioner uh, Cochran and his team at the department have conducted such a thorough vetting of these textbooks to ensure they comply with the law. This is crazy stuff. I don't care what side of the fence you are on as far as liberal or conservative. I don't care. You're indoctrinating our children. And what, what, what Ron DeSantis is doing, and by the way, the reason why he's doing it is pretty simple. Common core math has led to the lowest rate of mathematical and English comprehension in the history of our nation. Let me say that again. Common core math, Bill Gates math, you know, the piece of shit that literally likes to fondle and, and is a pedophile, that guy, children, the one that abuses children, traffics children, goes to Africa and kills people in Africa, that, that guy, you know, Bill Gates, the, the geeky little uh, squirrel who one weekend a, a year for 40 years or 35 years married to his wife decided he was going to run off and have a fling with his girlfriend. That was part of their deal. That guy, the, 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 moral, the moralist that we have in our society, if you missed it. That, he's the one that came up with the concept of Common Core. So Common Core math, since it's been implemented into public schools, has, low, has led to the lowest 
comprehension of math and English in our country's history. Now, if you go back in history, 100 years, not everyone got a quality education. They dropped out of school at 6th, 7th, 8th grade, 5th grade in some, some cases because they had to go work the farms. They had to provide for their family. When that, I'm, now I'm telling you that we're at the lowest rate in history with Common Core Math, so we're trying to reverse that, that trend. Of the kids that graduated with advanced math knowledge in high schools 20 years ago, only 2% of the kids today graduate with the same comprehension, math comprehension, that they did 20 years ago. Only 2%. 2%. That means calculus, right? That got to that level. Only 2% get to that level today. Many of the schools in the inner cities don't even offer advanced math curriculum unless you actually go to what's called a math and science special education school. So now they're taking kids out of the regular school saying, we're going to dumb all these people down. And if you get put into this science and technology school, then we'll teach you advanced math. What does that sound like? And so Ron DeSantis is trying to reverse that. What he's saying is every child deserves to have equal access to opportunity and not be taught that you're either a victim or you are the perpetrator. Because what they're really teaching kids is that if you're white, you're bad. And by the way, they're not doing this because they want to strengthen minority uh, you know, opportunities. That's not why. Because there's, there's no opportunity for minorities. But what they're saying is, is that white people in your area, we need to create division. This is all about division. That we've, we've bought into it. We've bought into this division. We've allowed them to do this to our children. We've used individuals, some of us on the, on the left, and I guess you could say the re-left, you know, the rights that act like they're right, but they're really just lefties, right? Radical lefties. We've allowed these people to create a narrative that doesn't exist because it creates opportunity for power and authority for them. There's opportunity and chaos. They've been saying it forever. It's the little ball game that you have in New York City. We've allowed it to happen. We've allowed it to thrive in our society because we have been silent. Because we're like, nobody believes that. Or if you do believe that, you're an idiot. I'm just going to go over here and do my own thing and not have to worry about you. But see, the problem is, is that silence is complicit in the behavior that they're actually perpetrating on our children. And what Diego just said, which I thought was interesting, is when he, when he talks about the taking away of rights, is that this is, this is the status quo for them. They, they believe that they own your children. They own your children. You do not own your children anymore. You are an incubator for, the, for their children. And yet we've allowed this kind of this de degrading environment to happen in our society. And he's in a place, by the way, that's Idaho. I mean, there's 3 million people in that state, 4 million people in that state. And yet the silence is deafening. And so as we choose not to stand up, what, what Ron DeSantis is doing is saying this is absolutely absurd. Anyone with a half a brain would know that this is evil personified, that we are, we are allowing them to weaponize everything around us, weaponize technology. It's, it's not a mistake of what's happening with, with Elon Musk. I believe Elon Musk is playing chess. I don't think he had any desire to buy Twitter. I think the statement was made, and he was going to buy into it so he can tank that company because he recognizes that these people are not they're not legitimately good people. They're evil. And we've allowed evil to thrive. And see, there's two ways that evil thrives. One, 
by allowing you, by people standing around evil and saying, I just want to, I just want to, you know, self, self-preservation. I'm going to hang out with this evil and do what evil tells me to do because self-preservation. And then the silence on the other side of people not saying anything and standing up against it. So that's what we face. So hats off to, to uh, Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, for what he's doing. I don't think it's going far enough. I think, I think banning critical race theory it should be one and done. The one-strike rule. I think that legislative groups should come up with the one-strike rule that if you're a teacher found to have indoctrinated or groomed a child, you no longer, you're prohibited from actually teaching or being around children again. I think it's as dangerous as child sex predators and pedophiles. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to change the direction, the history, the absolute direction of your children. Let me ask you this. If your child was raped at a young age, you, do you think your, your son or daughter, do you think that they're going to grow up the same way they would if they didn't get raped? Serious question. Do, do you think that something as traumatic as that, do you think that would forever change the trajectory of that child's life? Now, you have a child that is groomed into an environment where they're told that heterosexuals or white people or is all bad, right? Do you think that will forever change the trajectory of their life? Do you think that they will wake up and not feel like they can have opportunity or not be able to speak? Do you think it would silence their inner being of who they are to push towards innovation? See, this generation of people that is doing this in our country... These people, these sick pieces of trash that came out of the darkness and into the light and decided that now they can talk about it any way they want, right? Those people think that they're the last people and that they're going to destroy everything around them. They thrive off the idea of destroying and killing your children. That's not hyperbole. That's truth. That's exactly what they're doing. And, then, and, and by the way, you have people that are, which is why I talked to Trevor Loudon. If you get a chance to go back and watch that, if you talk to Trevor Loudon, one of the things that we talked about with Trevor Loudon was the infiltration of the church. All of this is connected. But I do want to tell you, in working the problem, the solution is really, really, really clear. And Diego said that as well. We stood in numbers, and we made it so uncomfortable for them that they had no other choice. Well, in talking to my sister this weekend, my niece always challenges her. Always challenges her. She's always like, why? Why? Why can't I have this? Can I have this? Mom, can I have this? Can I have this? Mom, 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 mom. And my sister's like, Joe, sometimes I just want to just be, I don't want to be a mom right now. <laughs> and I'm like, learn the power of the word no. She goes, well, it just wears me down. And I was like, well, then wear her down with no. Every time he answers, and no. So we talked about how kids can be conditioned to certain behaviors, how they can learn manipulation. Well, don't you think the radical left has figured that out? And so kids get this stuff at school that are taught these, these tactics, then they go home and they use them on their parents, and their parents are like, that's absolutely crazy. You're out of your mind. Go play on your phone. Now, why this is important is because we've allowed to substitute time and teaching for these things. We're allowing them to use these to teach our children. So it's not the math books that I worry about. 
although I worry about the math books, it's the holistic nature of how they're changing society by controlling the mores of society, by controlling the ethos, the culture that we have as a country. And so the way that you stop that is you stand up and you say no. Pretty simple. Are you going to have these math books? No. And I think even a better way to go in most environments is to remove your kids from the school system altogether. But then I almost feel like they want that to happen because they're still collecting all of your money. See, they're collecting the money from, from property tax and funding that school system that now has less kids in it so they can use that money any way they want for their own little personal slush funds. And then they turn to nonprofits and they go to parents and they're like, hey, you have to give more money so we can have school programs like sports. The reality of it is the money's there. They're just reallocating it to, in order to indoctrinate and take away your ability to raise your children the right way, the way you should be raising them as children. I'm sorry it's inconvenient, but this is the truth. And so the way that we work this problem is that we start standing in the gap and we start standing together. And we put in the hard work and we lay down our phones. We put these away. We start having conversations with our neighbors. You know, one of the things that Diego also said is he walks door to door. Door to door, handing out leaflets, talking about this, this kidnapper, this child kidnapper who's working for the police department. Do you think that, those, that, that there aren't neighbors that are like, he's a piece of trash? You don't think there's neighbors that'll never talk to that guy again? I promise you there are. They're not going to be like, oh, you know, the, these guys, they're just, you know, they, I know you're just doing your job. No, doing your job no longer has the same meaning. And by the way, this is why the radical left fears me. This is why they write so many articles about me. It's because I don't care. I don't care what they say because we have already relegated them to the trash that they are. And people say, well, we're going to hijack the term Christian, Joe. You call yourself a Christian, and yet you attack the radical left. You talk about them being sentenced to death for treason. Well, I'm sorry, that's the law of the land. And by the way, nowhere in, the Christian, in Christianity did it ever say that I need to become submissive to evil. It said quite the opposite. And what has happened is I tie all the stuff that happened with Diego together. As you look at that beautiful family, they were willing to fight for their child. They were willing to fight to protect their child, their 10-month-old child, which the state said belongs to us. We own our, your child, and if you talk about it because you're under a gag order, they're not allowed to talk. Diego came on because... His, Cyrus's parents were not allowed to talk. Is this the United States of America? Is this the country that, that you would think it would be? Is this what you were taught? Why be taught the Constitution? Oh, that's right. Kids today aren't even taught the Constitution. They're not taught about the Bill of Rights. They're not taught about the Declaration of Independence. They're not talk about the, the fight at Appomattox. They're not talk, they don't talk about the Civil War. They talk about how black people are oppressed. By the way, they leave out all sorts of other races, like Asians and Hispanics. They leave them out. God forbid they talk about what the Irish went through when they came to the United States. But they don't want to talk about that because they want to use it to divide you and to guilt you and to create an environment where you submit to them. This is all about submittal. 
And I would caution each and every one of you to saying submission follows the route of the devil, does not follow God. It follows the devil. It follows Satan's plan. And these people literally are out to destroy everything. They, they said it was some pagan leader, that you can't use the word Easter anymore because it was closely related to some pagan leader um, that it, it wasn't, uh, it's not about Jesus. And I would tell you, that's bullshit. We've been celebrating Easter, and only Satan would go out in a book that he said, no, we've researched it. We found it in a book 500 years ago. The Easter was because of this, this pagan guy, and his name was Easter, and, and that's how Easter came about. It's not nothing to do with Jesus. I would trust the book that's 2,000 years old long before I trust some researcher in some completely compromised educational environment to tell me what truth is. Because remember, these are the same people that are telling us that Jesus did not die on a cross, that he did not rise after three days, and that it's all a fable. It is one of the most documented moments in history. Documented. Absolutely documented. You ever heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls? You ever, you ever heard of the... <laughs> look, the Bible goes back a long time. There, there are writings about Jesus that you have never even seen before that are sitting in the catacombs of the Vatican. See, they hide truth conveniently from you the same way that they've hid it from lots of people over generations. They gave abortion to minorities because they wanted to commit genocide but make it look like they were giving them a right. Much like what they're doing in Idaho to take kids away from their family. I can't teach you truth. I can't teach that to you. You can learn truth, and you can learn to stand up, but it's going to take all of us. And everyone goes, Joe, you're always talking about getting in the gap. You're always talking about density. You're always, yeah, I am. I'm always going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about the fact the election was stolen, that they were selected, not elected. Today, I'm, I'm headed to the, the state house in, in downtown, uh, downtown Denver as they try to pass uh, SB 22-153, the election fraud bill. They, they have called tens of thousands of people around the nation that are, that are working tirelessly every day. And there are tens of thousands of volunteers, lawyers that are working on, IT guys that are working on creating a clear path, a clear path for making sure that we recognize all the fraud that exists inside the machines. Yeah, there's mules, but that's just a way to basically try to keep those machines in place. The machines are absolutely 100% proven to be the center of the fraud. And by the way, it's not just Dominion Voting Systems and ESNS. It's CIDL and who they're owned by. It's Edison, who they're owned by. It's how the data gets up and how they can actually perverse the system all the way through the chain of custody for voting, which is why it's so important to get to really simple. Ready for it? It's really simple. Votes, just paper ballots and cleaning the voter rolls. And for those of you that don't think that this is one of the biggest problems out there and that the evil of our society is trying to perverse everything around you, I can't help you. I can't help you if you're not willing to dig into it and do the hard work. So that's it. We're out of time. Um, I do want to thank you guys all for coming. There's two things I want to tell you about. One, become a member at Conservative Daily Podcast. It's as little as $10. You can go to conservative-daily.com and hit the join us, become a member. Help support us. Become a voice for reason. 
It's $10 a month. You're buying me a coffee or a little protein shake or coffee. The other thing is, is that FEC United, we are, man, it has been nuts. We have a new launch that's happening with a People's Chamber of Commerce. That will happen um, for FEC United, I think, in the next couple of days. It was supposed to happen on Friday. I know they're trying to get the map ready for all 50 states. Um, but you need to support FEC United. Go there and become a member. $60 a year. And then there's going to be a, a business membership that's, I think, 275 all the way up to 1500 That money stays in the community, and we are going to use that in a grassroots environment in order to create this thing called Law and Policy Center. We want to have lawyers in every state, every single state. When is the last time an organization has actually serviced the community? When? They've made it so just dra so absolutely impossible to get justice because it costs too much. So only the super wealthy get to use lawfare to go after people and you get to be treated like a slave because they've made it so complicated and so changed the rules to make it impossible for you to get justice. So we want law and policy centers in all 50 states. We want to sue people for everything. We want to be able to go after people and, I mean, frankly, let's hypothetically say that we have a, a case where uh, you get abused and we want to sue them for civil rights violations. We want to do it on your behalf. And we want you to keep most of that fee, those fees too. We want to do everything we can to protect your rights. We want to sue the living crap out of them in every area. We want to use lawfare in a way that, that puts so much pressure on them that it breaks their back. That's what we want. We want representation of what you need in your community. That is what FEC stands for. If you saw the new article, Mr. Producer, I don't know if you saw the new article, but they said FEC United is changing the landscape and communities that they, that they infiltrate and, and making it so that you know, normal everyday people are running for office who don't have the experience to run for office. Man, look at our society today and tell me that these people that are there that are self-dealing as they get further and further away from the rights and the, and the needs of the people, tell me that they're doing any good, community good. I'll take a plumber. I'll take a painter. Man, I'll take a pooper scooper long before I take anyone who has been groomed in the position of, hey, I want to go serve the community so I can steal from it. I'm out. So that's the things that we want to do for you. All right, I'm at, we're out of time. I want to thank you for being here today and listening to Baby Cyrus. You can go support Baby Cyrus down in the, in the comments below. Tonight, I don't know what we're talking about tonight. Do I know what we're talking about tonight? I, I, Mr. Producer's not, not giving me any indication of what we're talking about tonight, but I'm sure it'll be a great show tonight as well. We, uh, we might have to change our, our time frame. I know that we're working on it to four. Not today, though. Maybe today. Sorry, guys. But we, because we're going live on Frank Speech, we're actually going to go live on Frank Speech and take an hour of, uh, of Frank Speech at 4 o'clock today um, so you'll be able to see us there. Um, also, we've got some major things that we're doing as far as uh, expanding what we're doing with Conservative Daily Podcast. You'll hear a couple of those um, things as well. Um, that will be rolling out to you in the next couple of days. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. If you want to listen to us live, you can go to conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, 
I was going to say Twitch, but guess what? We got kicked off Twitch for telling you the truth. Cloud Hub and Frank Speech. If you want to listen to the audio version, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. If you like what you hear, go there, give us a five-star review. If you need a reminder when we go live, you can text the word FREEDOM to 89517. And you can also sign up below. Um, go to Conservative Daily, sign up for our newsletter, and we'll let you know about the facts blast that we do today. By the way, Mr. Producer, let's put this up really quick. You guys need to know what we're doing our facts blast on today. The Union Pacific Railroad is trying to stop fertilizer shipments from getting to farmers. That's actually happening right now. And for you guys who don't understand the importance of this, we have a food supply chain issue. And so they're manufacturing food supply chain issues downstream that are making it impossible for, for um, uh, farmers to literally be able to deliver uh, food to the system. It, it affects yield. Remember what I said before, that a system that is dependent on others, dependent on government, will eventually collapse if the government sees fit to make it collapse. So it's super important that we talk about that. We have a, a fax blast that's going to be going out today. It's, you know, and Congress isn't even paying attention to it. But food supply is why you have high inflation in certain commodities, is because they're able to shut down those parts. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. And before we go, I'm going to say a little prayer. Because I said I wanted to, I wanted to start or uh, end, start your day, uh, but end the broadcast um, with a prayer. So, Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to share this hour together. And thank you for um, the opportunity for uh, Diego Rodriguez to talk about and, and educate everyone about what's happening with, with uh, Child Protective Services, what's happening in our country. Father, thank you for the many blessings and the opportunities you've given us on a daily basis that we might have the opportunity to serve others in our community. Father, please bless us as we go about our day that we may do so in honoring you. Father, please, please watch over baby Cyrus and watch over those that are in need. Watch over our listeners. And Father, I would ask you to bless even those people who you know, we would call our enemy. I know that you say that to pray for them as well. I'm praying for them. I'm praying for them to see the light and come to you and come to know you. I say all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, guys, that's it. We're done. God bless you. Have a great day. I'll see you guys tonight. Until then.